Good morning, good morning. I lost my cue, y'all. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, giving honor to God, the Lord of my life, my pastor, my first lady, um, for allowing me this opportunity to stand before you and um, share with you a word of the Lord. So God, we come to you this morning. We just praise you and thank you for this opportunity, God. We thank you for those that are here that were made that made it. Those that were probably expecting pastor, but they got me today. So <laughs> we ask that you would use me, God, and that you would work through me to um, give the words that you gave to me. That the Spirit had me change it a couple of times. So. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. We praise and magnify you for those that are present this morning, God. We exalt you, God, because you are God and there is no other. Thank you this morning, God. We praise you. We thank you. We magnify you. You alone are God. There is no other. Whatever we're going through, whatever challenges we face, you are God. And so we thank you for that, God. We magnify you for it. And so it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, this morning, our lesson is going to be on, well, I lost it again. I'll I'll find it. (laughs) Oh, praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Thank you, Father. Okay. Um, Well, your scripture text this morning is going to be from Luke chapter 23. And we're looking at verse 34. And it says, Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Hold on. Transformation 2019. That's our theme for this year. Yes. The yes. subtopic this morning is going to be on forgiveness. Some of us struggle with that. Some of us still have unforgiveness. This is not how forgiveness looks. That's not how it looks. Okay, so. Yay, it changed. Okay, so then our scripture text that I used previously was from Romans 12 and 2. And that said, I just lost it again. Well, praise God. This is going to be great. (laughs) Um, It says, why is it doing that? No. Okay. It says, um, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So for this year, we're saying transformation. This is the year of transformation. And so sometimes we haven't transformed in every way. And so because we haven't transformed in every way, we're going to look at forgiveness this morning, as I indicated. Um, This year of transformation at Road to Damascus over the last two and a half half months, we have defined and renewed, um, reviewed transformation as an act, a process, or an instance of transforming, which is to change in composition or structure, to change in character or condition. And the synonym is to make over or transfigure. So today we'll focus on transformation in this transformation process. Matthew 18, 21 and 22, this is from the Amplified Version, says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? Up to seven times? Jesus, in verse 22, answered and said, I say to you, 
not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. So if you take 70 times seven, you get 490. <laughs> we have a problem with just forgiving someone once. So the struggle is real if we have to do it 490 times. <laughs> if we are transforming but we are not forgiving, are we really transforming? Let's consider Jesus' words as he hung on the cross, which I read previously. Luke 23:34. Jesus answered and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. That's just the first part of it. So when you think about why he said that, you have to visualize... Visualize this. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's how forgiveness looks. In spite of him hanging on that cross, he still said, Father, forgive them. And we don't want to forgive if somebody said, did, rolled their eyes, didn't misunderstood us. We don't want to forgive. But he's outstretched. He's hanging up there for us. And he says, Father, forgive them. Forgive is defined as to cease to feel resentment against, pardon the excusing of an offense without exacting a penalty. Excuse or forgiveness, um, a fault or offense or discourtesy. To grant relief from, payment of. The synonym is discount, disregard, and excuse. So you are thinking, Minister Elder Deborah, why the lesson on forgiveness? How does it relate to transformation? Great question. Glad you asked. <laughs> Consider this. Someone has done something to you, and you promise you will never forgive them for what they have done. The transformation involves your forgiving that person even if you feel they don't deserve it. Think about broken relationships between mother and daughter, sister and sister, brother and brother father and son. Think of all those broken relationships. And a lot of times some of it has to do with unforgiveness. Yes. We don't want to forgive because you know, they're family. They shouldn't have done that to me. I didn't expect them to do that. And so we vowed we will never forgive. So let's go back in time. Close your eyes and visualize this picture. Jesus hanging on the cross. Nails pierced in his hands and his feet. Pierced in the side. A crown of thorns plunged into his head. He's been beaten, spit on, slapped, mocked, ridiculed, disrespected, and he says, Father, forgive them. You can open your eyes. <laughs> the fleshly response of Jesus, he could have had a response too. He could have thought, if you all only knew, <laughs> if I came down from here, I'd wipe all of you out. You all know he couldn't because he came as our sacrificial lamb to pay the price for our sins. But he did it. He stayed on that cross. He could have said, Father, please destroy these people. This suffering is unbearable. I'm hanging up here. I haven't committed a sin. I've done nothing. I have done nothing. He could have said, you fools, I'm hanging up here for your sins, dying in this horrible manner. In that horrible man. No, he says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. So let's think back with um, Esau and Jacob. Esau gave up his birthright for something to eat. Jacob, with the help of his mother, deceived him. 
They deceived Isaac, I'm sorry. Their father to receive the blessing. So there was a blessing that the firstborn son was going to receive, which was Esau. But God had a different plan. Because God had a plan where Jacob was going to be in that position anyway. Even though he wasn't born first. The plan was for him to be that one that was going to receive that blessing. But the way it worked out was a little, mm, I don't know about that, but it worked out according to God's will. Not our will, not what we thought, and not the way we thought it should have been. Um, so um, they deceived Isaac, and the father gave the blessing to um, Jacob. But then after many years, because Esau wanted to kill Jacob, yes. brother against brother, <laughs> um, and so he fled. Jacob fled from the homeland area, and then eventually there was forgiveness between them, and they ran to each other and hugged and cried and offered one another gifts. So that was after many years because Jacob went to a, um, a land of his, fa his father's people. He married. He had to work the first seven years. Thought it was for the one lady, Rachel, ended up being for Leah, who was the firstborn. So he could have had a lot of unforgiveness too, right? But <laughs> that's not discussed. But if you work for seven years thinking you're going to get one thing, he thought he was going to get Rachel because she was the pretty one. And instead he gets Leah, who wasn't all that kind of homely, I think it says, or comely. So he could have been upset by that. So all of those things transpired. If you want to go back to Genesis chapter 25 through chapter 33, you can catch up there. But Genesis 33 verse 4 says, Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. And they both wept. Verse 8. And, where, what, and what were all the flocks and herds I met as I came, Esau asked. Jacob replied, they are a gift, my Lord, to ensure your friendship. So that's brother and brother. That's a relationship that had been damaged. Yes. Well, you can look at that. It's a relationship that had been damaged. Over the time, and one had left the area, one had, they both went in opposite ways, but God brought them back together in his time, because that's what God does. He works in his time, not in our time. So even though there's some things that might be going on, we may have unforgiveness for someone, God can work that out for his good, not for our good. So then Peter is our next example, and he denied Jesus three times, if you'll remember. But Jesus forgave him because he remained in his inner circle, even after his denial, because Peter went out and wept. So here again is weeping. Here's some weeping. Sometimes we don't want to weep. We think we're so tough. We don't want to weep. Um, but I love it when people will allow themselves to be um, transparent and go ahead and cry. It's okay to cry. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't take anything even away from a man when a man cries. It doesn't take anything away from the women that have had to carry the burden of not having a husband and not having a situation or people there to help them, it's okay to cry because God knows and, and understands what we're going through. And God cares about us. So when we come to him weeping, we can't go to a better person to weep. Because I can't go to you and you weep and weep and you solve it. You can't solve it. But I can go to God. It says to take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. So that's what we can do. Um, so he taught the gospel in the gospel. Um, Peter even went on to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ and even died for his belief in Christ. Matthew 26, 69b says, you were one of those with Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. 
and immediately the rooster crowed. <laughs> um, verse 75, suddenly Jesus' Jesus's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And he went away weeping bitterly. When there's one translation that says that Jesus looked back at him. That's the one that got to me. Because they don't all say that. But there's one translation where Peter has denied him. The rooster has crowed. And Jesus looks back at Peter. That right there, just it, it got me. Because when you think about all that God has done and all that Jesus has done, for them to look at us like, I've done all this for you and you still are going in the wrong direction. You still don't get it. You still don't understand it. And so that, that really got to me. Mark 16, 6 says, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is not here. He's not in this tomb anymore. Um, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He isn't here. Look, this is where they laid his body. So he points out in the tomb where his body had been laid. Uh-oh. Oops. Don't break up wrong stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. And then, um, so that, that just shows that Jesus came back even, and he mentioned including Peter. That's the point I was trying to make. He says, including Peter. Don't just go tell my other disciples, but Peter's the one that had denied him. So make sure he's included in that, that understanding as well. So then the next one we're going to look at is Joseph had dreams of his family bowing to him at a young age. And he didn't understand, nor could they fathom bowing to this kid. He's telling them this, the, these stories about him. He woke up, he had these dreams, and everyone is bowing to me. And they're like, are you crazy? We are not about to bow to you. Because I think at that time he was about 17 years old. Um, so he was, said, uh, he was sold into slavery and experienced betrayal, rejections, lies, but remained close to God in his morals and beliefs and ended up second in command to Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt, and his family had to come to him to get food. So these same family members, you know, brother, father, sister, brother, brothers, that you might have unforgiveness about, they're the very ones that had to come to him to get food. And he wept and forgave them for what they did as God had selected him for such a time as what the land would endure in terms of a famine in the land and he could provide an area for them to stay and make sure they had enough food to get them through the seven years of famine because there was going to be a seven years of plenty but then after that there was going to be that famine where they wouldn't even be able to go out in their own yards and get food they had to go to Egypt to get their food and so that's in Genesis chapters 37 through 45 for you to go back and look at. Genesis 45, 7 and 8 says, God has sent, this is Joseph speaking, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. It wasn't just because you sold me into slavery. It wasn't just because you disrespected me as a part of that family. It wasn't because of any of that. Um, so it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and governor of all of Egypt. So God's plan, even though it looked kind of shady, because when he went, when he was sold into slavery, he was thrown into prison. And then he was finally got moved out of there and moved into uh, the house to be. Um, I can't think of the man's name that he was in his house, but his wife. 
Potiphar. So his wife um, wanted him because he was a he was nice looking. He was a young man. So she's grabbing at she's 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 harassing him sexually, sexual harassment every day to get him to lie with her. That was her purpose was to get Joseph to lie. But his morals would not allow him to do that. That's not the way he was raised, and so he would not do that. So he ran out. But guess what? He gets thrown in prison again, and he could have been unforgiving to all of that situation, but he knew what God's purpose and plan was for his life. So, that scripture that says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 and 9. So he forgives us our sins. Why can't we forgive what someone has done to us? We should be able to do that. This is a prayer I wrote. See if I can read it. Um, it says, God, I come to you now asking you to help me with forgiveness. It has been a struggle. Things have been done, said, implied, and I have become empty to forgiveness. But I know that I can do all things through you. Help me, God, to remember what Jesus said. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But the verse that I have there in Matthew 6, chapter, chapter 6, verse 15 in the NIV says, But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. So, you know, we walk around and we don't want to forgive people because they've done stuff to us and they hurt us, they've harmed us. But if you do not forgive others their sins, the father will not forgive you of your sins. So PTSD. You know, we hear that all the time. Uh, Pastor Lance and I work on a military base, so... We hear that a lot. It's become popular. So I came up with my own PTSD. Pray that God helps you to forgive. Remembering Jesus as your example. Turn. As we become transformed, we change and turn from what was holding us back from being forgiving. We're turning. Seek through fasting, praising, worshiping, and study to see the value in forgiving. It releases us. Sometimes there's it causes such great bitterness that we can't, we don't like anything, anybody, nothing anyone does because there's something that still needs to be forgiven and deliverance. Ask God to deliver you from a closed heart and mind in order to be forgiving. So then also for transformation, I have in my notes that it's a new beginning to forgive. Transformation requires a relationship with God which allows us to offer forgiveness. No one ever said it was easy to forgive. I'm not standing here saying, oh, it's just the easiest thing in the world. Just, you could just do it. No, I'm saying in our relationship with God, we learn because if Jesus said, Father, forgive them for what they know, not what they do. And then in that verse, if you don't forgive, your Father won't forgive you. We have examples of what we should do and how we should be. And then the next point is, I guess I should have said there were three points. <laughs> Transformation reminds us of what Jesus did in his hours of hurt, pain, rejection, and abandonment, but was willing to forgive. Because you must understand that even though Peter was outside, when they took him into the inner room, Peter was the only one that was there of the 12 disciples. Well, we know that Judas had committed suicide, but okay, the other 11 there were only them that were there. They ran. They weren't even in attendance. So we have to remember that even when we're abandoned, God tells you to do something. 
God stayed on Pastor's heart for years to, 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 to start a church, and he probably ran. Pastor Lance may have done the same thing. But when God gets you to the point where you don't feel abandoned, like, okay, even if my family abandons me because I'm doing this, I'm doing what God has told me to do. I'm doing what God has told me to do. If he's told me um, there's a ministry that I'm associated with in the state of Washington, and they went to Haiti, and there's a lot of voodoo there and a lot of things that are going on. But the missionaries went because that's what God had told them to do. Yeah. In spite of the danger that could have happened and things that could have taken place, they were trusting in God to protect them, even in that circumstance and those surroundings. Yeah. So you may not be there yet, but in this year of transformation, <laughs> see God on forgiving those that have done you wrong or you have done wrong too. Don't think it's all about somebody else. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes we've done things, too, that we've blocked out. You know, we conveniently, that convenient amnesia. Hmm, I don't ever remember doing that to you. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> um, and you don't even realize it. Um, I was listening to another minister speak about, um, she spoke to somebody, and the person said, they, I'm not speaking to you, and I won't speak to you. And she goes, but what happened? Well, I spoke to you, and you didn't even, you didn't even acknowledge me. So... You break off a relationship with somebody because they didn't even realize they didn't speak to you, but that's what we do. That's what we tend to do. We can do that often. So Galatians 5, 16 through 21 NIV says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. So the fleshly part of us will not want to seek or desire to forgive. But Jesus did. Because we live in the flesh. But when we're walking in the spirit, we're going to walk differently. We're going to see things differently. We're going to understand things differently. So if we are walking in the spirit, as we should be, the things we are transformed from, the acts of the flesh and unforgiveness or no longer holding us back or weighing us down. So we already did the PTSD. So let's look at scriptures to remember. So when you're struggling with forgiving, go to Galatians 3. Whatever translation, I have a couple of them there. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So forgive somebody, even as the Lord forgives us, even if you don't want to. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes that prayer that I had, it's a struggle. <laughs> Things have been done, said, implied, and I'm empty to forgiveness. That happens. You can become very empty to forgiveness. But we have to remember what his word says. Mark eleven twenty five says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, one another as God in Christ forgave you. And finally, Matthew 6.14 and 15 For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, that means they hurt you, they lied on you, they deceived you, they did things to um, cause you to distrust them. Um, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others your, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So don't think that you're above not being forgiven if you don't forgive. So have you been transformed? 
we're going into um, tomorrow starts the fourth month of transformation 2019 at Road to Damascus are you transforming transformation is an ongoing journey it doesn't just you don't just transform (laughs) you have to go through things so it's a journey with bumps ups downs victories and remember that Jesus asked for forgiveness of those desiring his death because they didn't understand why he was sent as our sacrificial offering we need to change ourselves to forgiveness and so it, it was ironic when pastor asked me to to do the the sermon on 331 this would have been my anniversary to my um, deceased ex-husband uh, what 44 45 years ago and so we went through ups and downs we went through challenges we went through a divorce but when he died I was there with him because of that forgiveness that forgiveness took place all of the stuff that transpired there were some things he said to me there were some things I did that wasn't right but in all of that that forgiveness because my mother said you need to look at you so sometimes when we're looking at other people to change and to become what we think they should be sometimes that change needs to start right here and you need to stand in the mirror and go oh you need to change right there in that mirror that's you change and so as we look at transformation as we continue this journey in transformation we're going to run into things we're going to experience things we're going to not want to forgive but remember what Jesus but if you do not forgive others their sins your father will not forgive your sins so you may have to work at it you may have to pray through it you may have to fast through it you may have to do a whole a whole manner of things to get through it but I think back to when he died and I was there with my ex as he passed away and reading scripture to him that was only forgiveness on both of our parts because of what both of what we had done and so God is good he can change us he can change us he can allow us to forgive so if somebody did something to you on your way here consider forgiveness If somebody pulls in front of us, a lot of times I struggle with that. It's like, you did not know you needed to get off, and you cut me off, right? I mean, I had a car do me just like that, and I just went, oh, my God, thank you for the brakes. Thank you for recognizing, because I even knew that they were coming. You know, sometimes when you're walking in the spirit, you can discern somebody's going to do something. I could see that car just cut me right off, and I just went, whoa, whoa. I just slowed up, almost stopped. I couldn't believe it, but we have to learn to forgive even in those circumstances because we have to look at the fact that God gave us the spirit to see, slow down, they're getting ready to come over. You can kind of sense when people are coming over. If you, you know, you've been driving long enough, you can sense, okay, this person is coming over in my lane. But even beyond that, it's even with our children. Our children may have done things to us. Our, our family members may have done things to us. It's okay, we can forgive. Because greater is he, according to 1 John, oops, 4, I heard that. 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we can forgive. It will require some work, but we can do it. So thank you for your time and your attention. And thank you, Pastor, for using my pink color on the first slide. (laughs) Transformation. May God add a blessing to the, the word that has gone forth this morning.